And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Welcome, everyone. We are live from the bunker. It is Thursday, January 13th. And we are broadcasting live to Odyssey, Facebook, and YouTube. We had our cable, our our internet people came out. And service the compound, and cables are fixed, and attachments are attached, and hopefully we have our internet issue solved, maybe. I see Robert there in the chat. Uh, Good to see you, and good to have all of you here with us. If you are listening to us as a podcast, we're on a number of different platforms and i do want to call your attention uh real quick to the fact that we've just added zompocalypse now to our spotify catalog for some reason i was thinking it was already there and it wasn't so if you are into the walking dead fear the walking dead anything zombified uh tim harvey dustin adair and curtis smith are responsible for that particular program i make no allowances or assurances or guarantees about the content because they can get a little not safe for work let's say so zompocalypse now now available over on spotify do also want us to uh shout out various different people listening in spain france germany the uk turkey Croatia, New Zealand. We're going to have all of you here with us as well. So if you do prefer to have this kind of thing as a podcast, uh, there are, you can find us on all sorts of different platforms. So uh, go check that out. And of course, the live chat is open and live. And I see Dave in there. Good to see you as well. Yes, glad to hear things are in working order. They, they appear to be at least. Uh... Until we get hacked, who knows? It's it's likely, probably not likely because we're a very, 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 very small outlet. But, you know, anything's possible, right? Like this hacker who takes control of more than, 30, more than 20 Teslas. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, folks. This is something that we have been talking about with, with the rise of AI with the rise, these the self-driving cars, I've talked about this before, the older I get, you know, science fiction fans, we sit here and we sit there and say, oh, where are our flying cars? We should be in the Jetsons era right, right now. And the older I get, the more convinced I am that I don't want all of this technology because <laughs> Skynet notwithstanding, there are all sorts of problems inherent in this kind of thing. So I just, I just, I don't think this is a very good idea. So just, just a thought on that. So, you know, 
it is it is what it is. None of your business in the chat. Good to see you there as well. Good to see you. Now, today, at the behest of the youngling, who's not really so much a youngling anymore, we are going to start uh, talking about the second season of Superman and Lois. It came back Tuesday night with the second season premiere, and James is here in the studio. Hello, sir. Hi. All right, you're going to have to get right there on the microphone. All right, pull it up there to your mouth. Are you? Is it on? It's on. Yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's on. There you are. All right, so James is here. Uh, you can see Mazer's there in the chat. Yes, like and subscribe if you want. Um, Nanya Business says our mics are real low. Well, let me do an adjustment here. Well, I'm just I'm closer now. Well, this is this is a strange thing because yesterday we had some people saying that uh, Cameron and Judah and Paul were a little bit softer does that does that volume sound a little bit better everyone because i actually i actually had an entire thread con uh, conversation about this in the discord for obs to try to figure out why uh it was recording at such low levels and i'm wondering if maybe something has happened does it sound does it sound better all right we're going to try this I've I've made an adjustment here on the board, so we'll see what happens. <sighs> Technology, you gotta love it, right? All right, okay. So if it uh, if it does drop off, you know, just give us a shout in the chat, and we'll we'll make an adjustment here. Okay, so Superman and Lois, the um, a bit, not a ton better. Okay, this is this is something we're going to have to investigate then because. Uh, I am in the yellow on the winky blinkies here. So if I go too much higher, it's likely to overmodulate and sound like that. And I don't want to do that to you. Um, okay, so it, it I'll look into it. I'll look into it. We'll see we'll see what it is that we're that we're dealing with oh wait a minute i think i know hang on just a moment let me let me look at one quick thing because it's possible hold on microphone are you oh, hold on are you are you hearing me through this microphone folks is this is this the microphone where we're hearing things because I don't think it is. I I can. I know you are because you're hearing it through a different way than they are. How is that? Is that better? Is that? I wanna I wanna see if that's what it was because if that's what it was, then I'm going to be very irritated with Windows. Because you know Windows. When I get closer, it gets better. Now is that? See now there's a delay. We sit here and just kind of stare at the screen. There's a there's a, about a, a, a 10, 15 second delay between when I actually say the thing and when you out in the audience hears the thing. So I'm I'm hoping that what I just did does it. So let me let me double check here. That should be there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me double check in the audio settings and make sure that my our microphone. Yeah. All right. So that should be better. I hope. We'll see. 
It's not one thing, it's another. No, no, you busy. You did. You didn't distract. I know exactly where we were. You didn't. You didn't. Uh, you didn't uh, derail us at all. It's good to have this feedback because I don't hear the show as you hear it out there in the audience. I, I'm. I'm. I'm listening to it through the audio mixer here, which is what I. What we have here before it goes through the encoder out to the the different the different video streams. So it's entirely possible that I could be hearing it something here in my in my headphones, and y'all don't hear it. So I, it's good to have those things. I do appreciate when somebody comes in and says, "Hey, I can't hear anything." Well, we need to adjust that. Plus, you know, there's there's never taste. there's never a reason to apologize for helping us out. Yeah, that that's true. That's true because it is valuable feedback. All right, all right. So, Superman and Lois season two kicked off Tuesday night over on the CW, which is got to be up for sale. So really, yes, Who's, yes, it's up for sale. What's going on there? Uh, well, we'll we'll get into that because that's a whole that's a whole nother thing. But uh, it does look like uh, it does look like Sinclair is going to be the prospective buyer of that. Is that uh, a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it depends on who you ask and what time of day it is. OK, later, later. <laughs> we'll do that later. All right. So Superintendent Lois comes back on Tuesday. Uh, this picks up about three months after the finale of the first season where I and and folks, we're going to try to stay spoiler light in the first half. After the break, all bets are off. We'll we'll talk full spoilers after after the break, but we'll we'll try to keep it a little bit generic and 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 spoiler light here in the beginning. But we got three months after the season finale. We've got Lieutenant Anderson is now in charge of the DOD uh, as the liaison with Superman. Which quick quick thing mm -hmm. can a lieutenant take over for a general? Because that was bugging me all episode. It. It depends. Um, normally, no. If you have a if you have a military command that requires uh, flag rank, let's say admiral, general, brigadier general, vice admiral, you know that, that rear admiral and such, then the command, the size of the command generally determines how high a rank you need in order to, you know, put somebody in charge. So if you've right. got just a brigade, that's different from having an entire fort. You know, if you're, if you're going to be in charge of Fort Bragg, then there's a colonel or a general or something at that, at that level. If you've just got a squad or a brigade, then, you know, a lieutenant maybe. So yeah, that before you pointed that out, I hadn't I hadn't thought about it, but it kind of it kind of was in the back of my head. He's a lieutenant, not a lieutenant colonel, not a not a not a you know. It's it does seem a little unusual that somebody with a rank that low would have command of that kind of an operation, which makes me wonder if he actually is a lieutenant because he could be CIA, possibly. So, I don't. I'm. I'm not. I'm not too keen on this Anderson character, but I also know that I'm. I'm not supposed to be. We're not supposed to like him. Um, which I think is going to be one of those. 
let's set up a redemption arc for young Lieutenant Anderson. Well, I think another reason he's a lieutenant is because Lane had to say, this guy doesn't. He's answering to somebody else. I think this is more of a Lane let Superman get away with everything. And we need Superman to be on our side. So let's throw in somebody lesser rank that we can control better so we can control Superman. Um, well, except, except uh, General Lane couldn't control Superman. Uh, he could kind of, he kind of aim, but he doesn't have, uh, he doesn't have that, uh, he doesn't have that authority to control Superman the way he wanted to, because right. that was something that was frequently brought up. He's like, look, you know, I work with you. I don't work for you. And this is an extension of that. But I think the other part of it too is one of the things that a lot of television programs get wrong when it comes to the military, is the demeanor of the military. Uh, Stargate was very good about working with the Air Force to make sure that they portrayed the Air Force personnel as close to realistically as possible. It's one of the reasons why the Air Force actually cooperated with the Stargate television production, because they tried to get it right in terms of, if this were an actual real Air Force operation, these would be the rules, and this is this is how the procedures would work. They were frequently consulting with the Air Force. And whenever you have people in the military portrayed on television, and, and this has been a frequent complaint, speaking of Zompocalypse Now, over on, on The Walking Dead shows, the military is always, genera generally, portrayed as vile, vicious villains or buffoons. And they're not given any kind of intelligent characterizations. Right. Where you have this this guy now, he's like, you know, you you need you need to be with it. I think he's I think he's a, a symptom of current year politics kind of starting to seep into the show and that that whole discussion about you know loyalty to America no I give my allegiance to the world type of thing it felt forced the, it, the line or that whole that whole thread that whole discussion okay. about you know about Superman being you know being loyal you know America first this goes back to that whole truth justice in the American way thing I okay I felt a little forced, but I did like that idea that Superman had. I like that line. I gave my allegiance to the world before I gave it to America, meaning every I'm everybody's hero. I I get and it, I, and I liked it, but yeah, I, I I get where you're coming from. Well, see, part of the problem is, and, and Borg talks about the the cringe part for 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 <laughs> me is when Steele's daughter was complaining and depressed about Lois not being a real mom. We're going to get to that here in a second because yes, that that does have that does have some bearing on some of this. Um, but when this this came this this started all the way back as far as Action Comics nine hundred when uh, there was a short story. 
that was published as part of that. 900 was an anthology of, of short stories about Superman. And one of them had him essentially renouncing his American citizenship. Now, it, one of the things that people tend to forget is that Superman is an American. Re refugee, sure. Adopted son, yes. I mean, he's an alien, okay, that, that whole thing. And you make the you can make the comparisons whether or not he's a he's a, a Moses figure or a Christ figure or whatnot. But he's adopted. He was raised in Kansas, the middle of America, Midwest family values type of thing with Jonathan and Martha. So the entire time he's growing up, he's an American. And this this uh, Leaning now, and and this is over this uh, over the last several years now. This idea that Superman is a citizen of the world. On one hand, I get it. I understand he's an alien. He's not an Earthling, and so he sees the world differently through a different perspective. But I think there is something of value to the whole truth, justice, and the American way, and and we get to. What is the American way? The American way is, is freedom, individual responsibility, uh, you know, meritocracy in an ideal world. I mean, it's certainly not like that right now. I'm not going to get into a, a, a political thing. But this idea that, and, and pe people have expressed this in various different places, when America is strong, the world benefits economically, socio sociologically. You know, we we help the world. We, you know, we 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 feed the world. Uh, up until last year, we were providing energy for the world. I mean, there, there are all sorts of benefits to the United States having a healthy economy, a strong uh, foreign policy, all of these things, because other people respond, other countries respond to a strong America, and it provides a little bit of stability around the world. Right. For the for the United States then to accept to to expect Superman to be loyal to the United States, it kind of is an extension of that, where you live here, you grew up here, you're an American ish. And our way has proven to be better than everybody else's way. Okay. Can I can I say something? Because you're you're helping me prove my point. Okay. You you said a strong America helps everybody else, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. That a strong superhero helps everybody else. I mean, extending your hand, I mean, what happened after World War II? We bombed them, but we came in with the cleanup crew and helped them out. Right. I mean we go other places. The American way should also be extending your hand to everybody. It absolutely is. And if anything, he is representing the American way. However, he's not pledging his, he's not pledging his allegiance. It's not about America. It's pledging his allegiance to the military. And I mean, you didn't okay. have any, you didn't there have is... any problem when Captain America did it. Captain America was a soldier before he was Captain America though. Still. I mean, the whole reason he's Captain America is to join the army and go fight bullies. Your premise is flawed there. That that's not that's not a good in in terms of the kind of character 
that Captain America and, and Superman are, yes, they are both, you know, the shiny, the shiny penny, you know, America's, America's great. We have optimism, hope for the future. Humanity can be better than they are, you know, that kind of thing. But Steve Rogers desperately wanted to join the army and do his part because he didn't like bullies. And it wasn't about really America first or, or nationalism or anything like that. But he didn't become Captain America until he joined the army. So he's already pledged his loyalty to the military as a soldier before he becomes Captain America. Superman doesn't have that in his in his background. He's never been part of the military. And I take your I, I get your point where he's you know, Anderson is sitting there and you can take that and extrapolate that what he means is you be you be part of the military. We want to weaponize you. And in that sense, yes, that's that's wrong headed. But but also he was raised, at least in the comics. I don't know about this show. He's raised Christian. And right. going going into the whole Captain America. No, Superman was not born a soldier, but he was born into a family that helps people no matter who they are. Right. And I think that and it's as, not just and as an ambassador, right. as an ambassador of American values, that still that still works. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's got to be loyal. He doesn't you know, I pledge allegiance to the Amer to the to the flag of the United States of America. You're pledging your allegiance to that country. And there are some national security concerns when it comes to this kind of thing. I mean, yeah, Superman is this is this is an alien with superpowers, so it's not something that's realistic to discuss. But if you did have that and you had a superpowered being that you can't control, then you at least want to have their allegiance and fidelity to the types of principles and belief systems that you espouse rather than say, hey, Superman, I know you live here, and but you know, if you're going to be sympathetic to North Korea, that's okay. See, that there it, it, it creates it creates concerns about who is he going to help? Not necessarily, not necessarily from the standpoint of, well, he's a citizen of the world, he helps everybody, but from a from a government standpoint and a military standpoint you have this basically this this open question out here what is he going to do when when the rubber meets the road and now suddenly things blow up in our face well now i just had a thought he 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 stated that he wants to stay out of the uh, eco politics whatever well now that i'm thinking about it if he he has a family and if he you know is helping america and it's shown somebody might take it as an act of war. Like if he takes the North Korean sub and he puts it in America's waters, that's not going to look good. And because there are other people in other countries that are pretty smart, it's not going to take too long to figure out that Superman is Clark Kent. Well, there and is And then that. they could go after his family. And, and this goes back to something that Mr. Harvey and I have talked about before. Don't look too closely at I the know, story, know, <laughs> at the logic of the story, because, you know, it starts to break down because the character is completely unrealistic when you look at anything having to do with real life. Oh, yeah. So. 
So there is that. All right. Uh, uh, none of your business says Cap also becomes disillusioned with the military where Superman is interacting with American culture and a symbol of the best of it. You have also uh, this, this notion here that Superman, well, Captain America even too, but Superman is the ideal. Superman is one of these guys, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why I don't like Zack Snyder's Superman, because it's cynical and nihilistic, and, and it's completely antithetical to everything that Superman stands for. Superman, Superman is not the alien in the trilogy, uh, in, in, the, in the Trinity. He and is the most human character. He is, and that's because he's adopted, he grew up in the Midwest, He's not rich. He's not poor. He's not an outsider. He was accepted by his parents from the very beginning. I've I've maintained for a number of years now that the, the alien of the three is Wonder Woman. Yep. Batman is Batman. But <laughs> Superman is not an alien. He's an adopted son of the United States. And so that's, that's where we are. So I don't know. Ninety Business said, "Agreed." Doomsday from Batman v Superman was what made me stop watching the DCEU. That's what took you so long. Get ready. <laughs> Get ready. Oh. Okay. 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 We, right, we've let's, already let's been talk talking story. for twenty minutes. So All I right. Think we should, yeah. So so this story picks up, and and yes, you uh, uh, Borg Porg mentioned the the boohoo crying Star Trek Discovery parts of of Superman and Lois. I didn't mind it because. It kind of was realistic. It was, it was, okay. I, I wrote down a note when I was watching this. I'm not happy watching this because the episode <laughs> doesn't seem happy to be back. It, and I think, yeah. I, and I think the stuff with Natalie was actually well written. And that scene with her and Moa sitting on the bench was really good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, everything leading up to it made me want to bang my head against the wall. Everybody well, was just upset. Well, and speaking as a frustrated parent who sometimes gets frustrated. And speaking as a frustrated <laughs> child who sometimes gets frustrated. The, I, can, I can see the perspective because, again, you're dealing with a situation where you are meeting somebody for the first time. Whatever those circumstances are, whatever that relationship is, and if something happens that causes you to just momentarily freeze, and I have absolutely no idea how to handle this circumstance. And if that if that moment, if that frozen moment lasts too long, then there there is the possibility, there's the potential for damage to that relationship, and I can see where that's the starting point because Natalie is, is making an adjustment, not only to the fact that her dad is actually still alive, the fact that she survived whatever is going on in that, in that dimension. But now the fact that she's in a completely different dimension where everybody is the same, but different. Also a quick confirmation. This episode, their earth is gone. Yeah. We, we didn't quite know, but apparently we now know. Yeah. She said it was destroyed. I kind of want to know what happened, but I don't think we're we're gonna find out. We won't. We won't. It doesn't. It, it unless other people come from that dimension, which I think is going to be dipping into that well too many times. Uh, we we won't ever 
go back to that. I don't think. Right. I, and, and really, it's not really necessary to the story they're trying to tell. Yeah. And I mean, she just came from her Earth. It was destroyed. Seeing her dad, seeing a doppelganger of her mom that yeah. was murdered murdered by Superman on TV. Right. That whole scene, I was just like, Clark, keep the glasses on. <laughs> keep the glasses on. Well, Don't make this worse. The other, the other part of that, you mentioned the scene on the bench. One of the things that was my takeaway on this was the fact that in the beginning of that arc, as Lois is dealing with all of this and, and being, being the, the stressed out nanny that she was, my first little red flag in the back of my head was, oh, I hope they don't drag this out for the entire season. Yep. And I'm glad we got somewhat of a beginning of a resolution for that in this first episode because I, like you said it's 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 not a happy place to be and 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 I couldn't help but sit there and make comparisons to Star Trek Discovery everybody's crying everybody's boohooing everybody's sad let me let me tell but, you what I think happened they have to sign a contract for a certain amount of screen time for the soap opera because it's CW and everybody has to be annoying and loving and no. and they decided, hey, we're going to take everything that takes an entire season of the drama and the Flash, <laughs> Arrow, and everything. Well, and we're just going to put in the first episode, and then we get to focus on all the good. Well, it's a joke. I know there there is some truth to that though, because Natalie, uh, the the young lady playing Natalie, I don't know is a regular. Yes, so she is, she, yes, is. she is okay. Uh, she so. is a regular, and I think Anderson. I think uh, when Anderson's recurring, I think when Bitsy took over the little Instagram Superman and Lois thing, I think she welcomed those two as new series regulars. Okay, all I right, think. all right. So that means they'll likely show up in pretty much all of the episodes in yes. some in some way, shape, or form. Which so, I also want to eh. say, I'm so I'm so happy that Steel was regular. Like I'm just, I'm just, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so happy that we have Steel, and it's yeah. it, it, and I'm very excited for Natalie because she's, I guess, taking the place of his niece in the comics. Uh, yeah, and that's, and that's she'll be thinking. eventually she'll be Steel if they if they follow that that yeah. particular thread out. But hopefully we'll get a couple of seasons before that happens. But yeah, I. I I was not looking forward to an entire season of Boohoo, and uh, it looks like we're not going to get that. I mean, sure, it's it's a little it's a little truncated, but I'm perfectly fine with truncated. I think yeah. um, I think it's one of those things where I'm sitting there thinking, okay, deal with it. It's dealt with. Now you start the rebuilding process of the relationship. Yeah, and I also I'm good to go. I really think they just put a season's worth of drama in the first episode and went, yeah, and it's story. Maybe, maybe. And and some of that is, you know, none of your business is John Henry Irons, baby. Yes. <laughs> I, that's awesome, baby. It uh really well is. the 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 idea of the drama <clears throat> and this is something that we liked from the first season, because I remember you and I talked about this. The fact that it wasn't your typical angsty Okay, to clarify, over emotional. There's drama and there's soap opera CW drama. Well, it's melodrama is, yeah. is the technical term for it, and there's a lot of that in in a number of CW shows, not just the Arrowverse stuff, but anything CW. And one of the things that we noticed 
right off the bat for Superman and Lois was that it didn't feel like a CW program. It didn't feel like it had that angsty melodrama in it at, at all. And this one could have very well gone that way, but it didn't. And I'm glad it didn't. Um, <clears throat> because we have to make room for the next, for the big, for the big, the big bad reveal yet, that's coming. Yet, so, yet, yeah, no, we're going to talk about that, but we're going to do this. We're going to take a real quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the other reveal and what's yet to come. Todd Helbing has already confirmed some things. Oh, before we go into spoilers. Yes. Do you want to take a brief mention about the super school thing? The what? The 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 super school students. I don't know what they're calling them yet. The two people with the S's on the chest. Oh, Anderson's Anderson's minions. Yeah, yeah. We've got a couple of uh, apparently since since Anderson decided they couldn't get uh, they couldn't get Superman's allegiance. We have a couple of new people in super suits. I'm which look tacky. They do. <laughs> they do. And and I think they're deliberately supposed to be. Um, they but, look like they look like U.S. soldier almost. In in the in the black red white yeah kinda I'm I'm wondering because they're not Kryptonians so I'm wondering how they've done this to I simulate have a theory you have a theory but that but we're gonna do the theories and the spoilers after the break I guess all right yes we'll do that after the break so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna take a real quick break and be back with spoilers for the season two premiere of Superman and Lois when we continue right after this don't go anywhere. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. That's a really good question. <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Well, that's a good question. And that's a good question. But that's a really good question. That's a great question. When you need to know, count on Sci-Fi For Me to be there asking all of the questions. That's been a question I've been asking myself quite a lot. That's a tough question. This is a rough question. That is a, that, that is a deep question. Bringing you news and opinion from all over the web. Sci-Fi For Me, delivering the multiverse since 2009. Foreign Bodies, Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Back live from the bunker, Jason Hunt here along with Mr. Boss Jr., I guess. James Hunt sitting here. With me, we are discussing the season two premiere of Superman and Lois, and I'm guessing I, as long as long as there's interest here, we will probably continue every Thursday at least for a while. We'll discuss uh, the latest episode, and we'll make this a thing for a while. Okay. So okay, so now let's get into some spoiler stuff because Todd Helbing has decided to uh, confirm. A I, few things. I don't like that he confirmed it. I don't I'm either. Completely honest. That's just <laughs> first off. You know what? You, 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 it's your show. You you get to say <laughs> what it is. Well, okay, because uh, <sighs> they haven't earned it. No, they haven't. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so let's let's go with your theory about the about the super soldiers first I'm okay. gonna look something up here so in season one we didn't keep doing episodes about this but I know I told you this um, with the introduction of eradicator 
Steel, and yep. since we're on Earth Prime, Superboy Prime, I went, there is no way they're setting up the death of Superman, are they? And we both kind of looked at each other and went, nah, they wouldn't. Well, with a certain reveal in this episode, it looks like they are. And I think we are going to get the fourth member of the Reign of the Superman arc with Hank Henshaw being one of these students. And that's how we get Cyborg Superman. And my other theory works into the reveal this episode, and that reveal being... <sighs> you can go ahead and say yeah, it. Doomsday. Yeah, I, yeah. I Here's what I think is going to happen. Here's Here is my perfect scenario... Here's what I want to happen. Helbing has confirmed that there is going to be a second villain. Yeah. But it is going to be more of a threat to everybody and is going to be less powerful than the first. I think what's going to happen is episode three, he comes out. We're also getting an Arrowverse cameo or appearance or guest star or something next episode. And it's directed by David Ramsey. And I mean, please give us Green Lantern. But I think what's going to happen is Doomsday is going to show up. They're going to have a fight, but Doomsday will lose. Now, there's going to be casualties, and I think this is going to be with Superman and the school. I think that's how we're going to get Hank Henshaw getting injured and becoming Cyborg Superman, maybe, which would be a kind of cool way to bring him in. Um... I think he's going to be beat, but I think the second less powerful villain is going to be Lex Luthor. And Luthor finds out about Doomsday and controls him. I don't you know, know if that's realistic, but it would make sense to bring back Doomsday at the end of this. Okay. And hang, then kill him for let the me, season. Let me out. stop you there. When yeah. you say it makes sense to bring in Doomsday, it doesn't. <laughs> no, no, no. It, <laughs> trust me, okay. no, it doesn't. So, I memo to Todd Helbing and the creative team behind Superman and Lois. And, and please take this with as much respect as I can give you, because so far, you've earned a, a little bit of trust from me. But, but take this for what it's worth. Superman has other villains besides Doomsday and Lex Luthor. Well, I want to say something real quick. Doomsday, maybe I'm wrong on this one. Doomsday's not a Superman villain necessarily. He's a Justice League villain. No. Who, well, didn't he wipe? No. Isn't that? Doomsday was first introduced in the pages of the Superman titles. Uh, right, Louis, but I thought, si Louis I thought Simonson that... wrote the wrote the story. the the first uh, The first appearance of of Doomsday was in uh, Superman. Wait a minute, where is it? Okay, I knew um, I knew he got introduced in Superman, but I thought he fought the Justice League first and then killed Superman. Oh, he's been he's been all over the place. Oh, in, okay, in very okay. certain things. That's all right, so bad. here this was Superman, the Man of Steel. Uh, this is the cover. This is the beginning. Louise Simonson, the writer. This was Superman, Man of Steel, December. No, this is, yeah, December of 1992. Okay, I thought I actually I thought have he, this book. 
I thought he began fighting the Justice League first in that, and then... Okay, that's my no, So this is the beginning of Doomsday. Now, the thing... The thing that bothers me... And now your business is right. He says here, the Doomsday arc is amazing... He wrecks the JLA before the death of Superman okay, fight. Now, what does it? It crosses over into all of these different things. Um, but I'm not excited about this because this will be the fourth time in the last 15 years that we have had the Doomsday story play out in filmed media. Yeah. Sam Whitworth did it with on Smallville. Mm-hmm. We got it in the Snyder no, Batman v Superman. No, we didn't. It was Doomsday. No. It it was the Snyder version of Doomsday. Doomsday also showed up on on Krypton, the sci-fi uh, series Krypton. The you know the time travel back to see Superman's grandfather, and we had Doomsday arc in that one. The show that nobody watched. Doesn't matter. <laughs> We've already had it happen three different times. Give me another villain. I Give want us Brainiac. See, I want Brainiac. I want to see Brainiac. And you know who would be perfect for that? They've already shown that they've hired Star Trek alumni with, I think it was Gates McFadden in the first episode, but we still haven't gotten that confirmed. Yeah, it, it was and, confirmed. That's oh, her. it was? Yes, that's right. And the actors from, in theory, you bring in Jeffrey Combs. He was the voice of Brainiac in Justice League animated series. He'd be intimidating. You bring in... I Jeffrey can be on Holmes board with that as Brainiac. And also, I also want to point out and ask, can they pull off the look of Doomsday? It's listen, this show has some really good visuals. However, when it comes to the CGI overall, mm, not great. They, they do okay. They do okay better than, than they they yes. did better than Book of Boba Fett this week. Hey, I like that episode. Oh, that was garbage. Garbage episode. You really think... Oh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> I said it was... Okay, it wasn't garbage. It was boring. It was boring, and I got to the point where I'm now questioning whether or not I want to finish watching the Book of Boba Fett. Okay, listen. Danny Trejo bringing in a rancor is enough of a reason for me to keep watching. Danny Trejo showing up Says, it was so stupid, it but says, I loved it. In bright neon and confetti letters. Actually, I think hey, the bike's from neon. Robert, no, well, <laughs> yes, the bike from neon. But what Danny Trejo shows up says is, "Hey, look, this is a Robert Rodriguez thing," and completely takes me out of the whole thing. Listen, I'm just I'm not watching it for the plot. I'm just having fun with it. There, like, it's, it's, it's I don't. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the plot. I mean, oh, they're using, I don't, they're I don't using know. Arrow flashbacks. We're going back five years. Oh, I really thought this was Arrow in space. but It, it, it kind of yeah, is. Yeah. Dumb. All right. So I want to run through a yeah. few different possibilities of some other villains who could show up. Literally right? anyone. Anyone. <laughs> Metallo. Black Metallo. Uh, now, we've had Metallo. Metallo showed up in Supergirl. Manchester Black would be good. Manchester Black would be one. Parasite. Or, Parasite honestly, would be a good one. Every single villain in Supergirl is a Superman villain. So like yeah, you can just I know. And well, post and they adapted them. They adapted a bunch of Superman story arcs for the Supergirl series. We're probably we're probably not getting Mongol. I don't want Mongol. Mixespitlick would be kind of fun. And you get oh, who'd you get for that? I'd give Godfrey, honestly. 
No, if you're going to do McSpicy, like you get um, Leslie Jordan, that'd be good. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, you he's get um, like, oh, what's his name? Uh, Warwick Davis, Game of Thrones. Oh, well, yeah, oh, 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 Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage could work. Warwick Davis. Warwick oh, Davis like could Warwick work. Davis. I like Warwick Davis. As, yeah, as that. Okay, That'd so work. there, there's a couple of different possibilities. Um. Don't want to see Zod again. I don't know about Metallica because Disney. he was used a lot in Supergirl and the Crossroads. I don't want to see Darkseid on TV. Um, I, I want to see Darkseid on TV once they've earned it, which will probably well, not happen. Well, it goes back to what you said about the CG. Darkseid is CG heavy. Well, here's the thing. Because you don't with, do it in a suit. With Darks, Okay, with Doomsday, they can... Okay. I've seen the Smallville Doomsday, and that was a practical suit. Bring in a practical suit because we know well, with, you can with, augment it. Yeah, with Savitar being introduced in three, I know it was a suit of armor, but they've also proved that they can make really, really good practical suits. You touch it up with some CGI, you could probably look pretty good. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of other Superman villains that would be good to see. I don't. Um, want, I don't know. It's it's weird because it's hard thinking of villains for this show because the show is just so different in a way i you know what i you know what i think would be fun um let me let me pull this let me pull this guy up here because this and i actually have this one too um let me terra man who he is a cowboy no. I want to see Superman <laughs> versus Terra Man. <sighs> okay. What? Okay. Terra Man's fun. Uh-huh. All right. What about in the chat? Critical Blast is also in the chat. Felt like they were doubling down on the American Way controversy with th- this debut. Yeah, I think I think they were probably playing playing fast and loose with uh, getting people to talk. You know, get the tongues wagging. Oh, we're gonna do that American thing, a woke thing. But yeah, well, yeah, absolutely, I agree. Silver Age Terra Man, not not the, not the reboot. Also, uh, again with the Doomsday thing, I really, I really hope he loses, and then gets brought back for the season finale. <coughs> That's when I think they yeah. they might earn it. Uh, your Business says Doomsday use spare is a use sparingly enemy. I agree. Uh, less is more. He's got to be done well. Yes, he's Bruce the Shark. You you yeah. you augment the menace by never seeing it uh what about toy master toy master would be good we haven't toy. really seen very much of toy master master yeah no toy man Who's uh, toy master well toy man toy master oh, okay they're i think they're the same character but um uh yeah the uh, toy, uh, toy toy man toy master would be a good toy man i think would be a good one maybe um there'd have to be i want a live wire episode that was one of my favorite episodes from the animated series. I want live wire. Maybe. Would you pet would you put Lori Petty in the role? Who? The, I, I she voiced the character. Um You don't know who that is. You know who'd actually be a good idea. <clears throat> mm, oh no, wait, she's too old. Oh. I was about to say whoever oh. the girl from Farscape is. Oh uh Gigi Gigi Angeli? Yeah. She could. She yeah. could she could still pull it off, but you know who would make an interesting live wire? Maybe not necessarily the best live wire, but an interesting live wire. Ashley Eckstein. 
Ooh. Let's get her away from Star Wars Ooh. for a while and give her some <laughs> other stuff to do. I like that. Oh, actually, Exile would be a good choice. I mean, she's young enough. She fits that that general mold. I think it would work. Maybe. I, I Livewire, to me, was always more of like a Harley Quinn to the Superman universe, though. Um, she's, Ooh, she's Tara kind Strong of, would be good. She's kind of punk. Tara Strong is a little bit too old yeah. at this point. Okay. But... Um, live wire not really so much uh not really so much a a harley quinn she's kind of she's she's superman's electro well okay that's what they did with the animated series that's that's my that's that's how i know live wire well in, in that one it was kind of riding the harley quinn coattails i don't know her from the comics well she, okay that, that that's fair i can i can i can accept that Thank you. I, I appreciate the acceptance. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, son, is to validate your feelings. <laughs> um, oh, my highlight of the episode okay. was Lana and Clark in the kitchen. I, I don't know good, why. That was a good conversation. But yeah. I just had this moment of, wait, two heterosexual people of the opposite gender can just be friends. No way. Um, well, it's, it's more than that. Hello, Keely Chow. Good to see you there as well. Um uh, what's going on? We are talking Superman and Lois season two premiere. Um, <coughs> and that scene between Clark and, and Lana, uh, felt really real. It felt real. It felt grounded. Uh, it is, uh, it is a scene that I could even see myself having that conversation with some of my friends because there are, there are people, uh, there are people in my life that are in that same uh, strata friendship level where you can sit there and say, "This is something that I'm dealing with here," and and you can pick up on the cues. And when Lana looks back and says, "Are we are we talking about my marriage now? Still, or are we talking about yours?" I mean, she's got that insight because she's right. known him for so long. Um, <clears throat> Probably need to wrap up soon. So, quick fire, real quick. Um, Clark being dad is just great. Yeah. The scene with the boys is just fun. Um, I really do want to say thank you, DC. <laughs> I love the Christopher Reeve movies. And I don't feel like we have gotten that character back. I feel like we've just got that character back. He's close. He's not Reeve. But he's Superman. Yeah, he's close. Uh, and then your business. I don't know uh, how intimate Lana and Clark were. I know they dated. Um, in the high line, school. the line when he's talking to the boys. When was your first time? And when he went. I was when I was older. You. And then yep. John looks at Jordan and goes, "Mom." I went, oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And okay. Theories about who's going to appear next episode because it's confirmed that it's it's an Arrowverse character. Is it going to be, since he's getting visions, could it be Martian Manhunter? Could it be, since it's David Ramsey's episode, I don't want to get myself too excited. Mm -hmm. Could it be, listen, last night, after watching the episode again, all I could think about in my head was that episode two cliffhangers is that's when we get Doomsday, and he just unleashes. And when, he's cornered, when he's cornered, that's when it ends, and episode three opens up 
with Doomsday about to hit him. I don't a, know. In a green pulse of energy. And Doomsday <laughs> goes flying. And you see Superman look behind him. And there's Diggle wearing the Green Lantern suit. I don't know. I didn't, Don't get your hopes up. I don't get hopes your hopes up. up. No, just because David, um, see, because David Ramsey directing does not necessarily mean David Ramsey in the in the episode. Well, David Ramsey has been confirmed to be returning to some of the shows. Right, I I get that, but um, it doesn't necessarily follow that he's going to be in the show that he directs. Because that's a lot of responsibility. That's that's what, that's a double load. And what yeah. are your thoughts about three different DC universes on the CW? Quite uh, right now, there's only two. It's no. It's three. Never mind. Yeah, because you've got Star, Star Girl. Girl. That's which, by the way, everybody watch Star Girl. It's so good. It's 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 the show that made me like DC again. Mm-hmm. Um, the Arrowverse is almost coming to an end. I mean, we've got only Batwoman, Flash, and Superman now, and I think now Naomi is is Naomi is Naomi is, no, Arrow, that is Naomi that, is standalone. That's, yeah, that's it's, what it's not they meant by the three different because that's going to be her own thing. And well, that's and also, then you've got then that, you've got what's coming what's over on HBO Max. So technically, you've got. Well, four. that's not on the CW. I know, but it's all they're all it's all Warner Brothers. Um, At least until they get sold. <laughs> and Naomi's going to be one of the reasons we're not going to see Mongol. Apparently, Mongol's going to be over there. Well, Naomi's going to be one of the reasons why the CW gets sold. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's going to wrap yeah. up. Yes, just like Dame said, we do need to be wrapping up, and we will be back to discuss more Superman and Lois next Thursday. And uh, those of you here in the chat, thanks very much for all of your thoughts. If you are here via Memorex, you can leave us your comment as well and let us know your thoughts. You can send us an email live from the bunker at sci fi for me.com. And don't forget, coming up on Saturday, we've got brand new Good Morning Multiverse, 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time, with the week's headlines in science fiction, fantasy, and horror. So we do want you to uh, check that out and uh, check out any of the rest of the videos that we've got here. If you're brand new, uh, you can subscribe and, and throw the thumbs up. And uh, Keely Jow suggested that everybody go over to Nerdrotic after you get done here. So if you do, uh, tell them we said hi. And, and we will uh, do this all again starting on Monday. And we're going to pick up what I tried to do on Tuesday with the anger episode. We're going to do that on Monday. So be back for that. And, of course, Monday night, the H2O pro- uh, podcast is back. Lots of stuff going on here all the time. So uh, stick around. You never know what happens next. Thanks very much for being here, folks. Remember, there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.